We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcasts are presented by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Be sure to check out Yahoo this Sunday for another million dollar baller contest for week 17. This is a $20 entry, 10 entry max tournament, and once again, Yahoo is guaranteeing a quarter million in overlay for this contest. It's the best value in all of DFS, so be sure to check them out this Sunday and use promo code GRINDERS30 for a $30 matching bonus on that first deposit. If you are playing DFS this week 17, give them a look. That's Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Week 17 final edition of the 2018 NFL season of the Pro Football Focus Show here on Roto-Grinders. Guys, we made it. Scott, Tyler, uh, we're, we're feeling a little better than last week, too. I'm still a little sick. Uh, it's been like almost nine days I've been sick with this cold. I'm coming out of it on the good end. Uh, Scott, it's been a fun season. I know we were a little sick last week. How are you feeling this week? Yeah, feeling a little bit better. Uh, excited. I like week 17. It's sort of like preseason DFS, um, you know, where you get paid uh, or rewarded handsomely for for doing a little bit of extra research. Mm-hmm. So excited. Yeah, looking a little better too, Scott, with you. You got your friend going on today. That's right. No more Grizzly Adams, Zarathustra descending from the the cave. Uh, we, we were joking pre-show. <laughs> that Scott pro football focus again, Chris Collinsworth, they force you to like sit inside for a hundred hours a week, no sunlight typing away, looking at statistics. Scott, are you going to be able to go outside in a couple of weeks? I, I like, are your eyes going to be okay with this? Yeah. Finally rejoining society. I'll have to wear <laughs> sunglasses for the first few weeks, but yeah, I'll, I'll get to, uh, to leave my room finally. Yeah. Tyler, you're not secluded as much as Scott. They like to keep Scott in his little room, feed him through a little slot in the door. You're allowed to go into society. Uh, how's, how's Tyler doing today? Yeah. They give me a little bit more freedom, uh, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Uh, I'm excited. It's week 17, finally seeing the uh, final end stretch of this year. Uh, I'm relaxed. I'm wearing my kimono. I'm ready to rock and roll, man. 
You wear the, you're forced to wear the kimono because nothing else fits us after Christmas, right? Yeah, too many Christmas cookies. Yep. <laughs> uh, what, what's your favorite Christmas cookie, by the way? It's it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but what do you got? Yeah, I, I've had so many over the past few days. I don't even know. They're all a blur. It's just sugar. <laughs> it's just too much sugar. God, do you even know what a Christmas cookie is? Yeah, I, I do, yeah. <laughs> I really uh, gerbil pellets, though, so... That's what I, I get to eat. I, I like the one with the, the Hershey Kiss in the middle, the peanut butter cookie with a Hershey Kiss in the middle. That's always, it's oh, like yeah. a classic. That's always always one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a long season. Scott, what, what did we learn from DFS this year? What did we learn about football? How, what do we apply? Like, what are some like overarching things we learned about DFS this year? I see you're already, I saw, you know, you had your like 2019 rankings already out there i know uh uh draft will probably have some best balls soon so I, i'm always itching to waste a whole bunch of money doing that and not getting money back at the end of the year like this year um but, but where do you see the nfl going next year how can we apply what we what we saw this year uh, i think two of the biggest takeaways are uh you know the importance of a bell cow running back for fantasy football easily the most upside the the most predictable uh uh point totals uh most consistent on a week-to-week basis highest floor and ceiling uh just so valuable so much more valuable than uh you know even the elite wide receivers uh, this is guys like christian mccaffrey saquon barkley ezekiel elliott todd Gurley, james connor etc uh, and then also uh positional utility uh so like travis kelsey zach Ertz, among wide receivers they're basically mid-range wide receiver ones uh, but then if you, uh, you know, look at where they stack up against all tight ends, uh, their value just increases exponentially. And I'm not sure that uh, uh, Travis Kelsey isn't a better first round draft pick next year than even uh, DeAndre Hopkins or uh, Devonta Adams. Um, so, so I think that's going to be a big debate. Uh, also, uh, Patrick Mahomes just put together the greatest – fantasy football season ever by a quarterback. Uh, so he deserves uh, a ton of credit for that as well. So I think those are three of the biggest takeaways uh, from fantasy season 2018. Yeah, Tyler, where do you see, you know, next year going in DFS or maybe even in football too? I, you know, you'd have to envision, I mean, I've seen some of these uh, coaches that the Packers are, are, are uh, uh, they're interviewing, hopefully they don't get hired uh, in terms of, you know, advancing football forward. Um, the pass is more prevalent than ever. Uh, where do you see the NFL going? Where do you see fantasy going for us for next year? Well, I think we're going to see a lot of retreads because that's the way the NFL is. It uh, is. It's, it's a, it's a who you know league for sure at the coaching level. A hundred percent. And it's very cyclical seeing them repeat in just different jerseys. Um, that being said, Scott hit a lot of the three major points I wanted to talk about as far as what to expect for DFS moving forward. Those bell cow backs are a priority. Uh, 2016 was the year of Team Jamaman. Uh, 2019, we could see six to seven of these guys regularly priced up at the top where we need to actually do some research on which of those seven are the guys we want to play. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, well, we got to talk week 17. we got another week of the regular season. Um, the key... Uh, I guess, Scott, the key to week 17 DFS, you said like preseason, you don't have to do as much research, I think, as preseason because you really got to dig into preseason. One of the keys is playing the guys that have something to play for and then making sure you're not playing guys that are going to get, you know, could possibly get pulled after a quarter or might only see the second half or something like that. So we'll try to help you out with some of the plays that we got here today. Uh, We'll start at quarterback. Uh, Scott, I'll start with you on this one. You know, we know. Patrick Mahomes, you just mentioned him. He's 7,100 on DraftKings. We have him projected as by far the highest owned wide receiver. We're pushing 17 and a half, 20%. Um, all the ownerships this week are going to get congested because there's just fewer plays out there. Even though there's more teams playing, we've got 15 on the main slate. There's just fewer actual good plays that you can make this week. Um, there are going to be, as the week progresses, right, we record this on Wednesday night. By the time Sunday morning rolls around, we'll have a much better of idea of which teams are going to tank, which teams are going to play, which $3,000 running back is going to get all the carries. We don't know all this stuff right now. We can guess, but there's usually a lot of value. That's going to allow us to pay up for a guy like Mahomes. He's at home. They got to win. It's against Oakland, who's actually playing pretty well right now somehow. And you know Oakland would love to foil 
anything they can do with KC. So you got to think the Oakland guys are going to try. Um, Mahomes looks poised to kind of put up a, a massive game here. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think Kansas City wants that number one seed and they need to win in order to get it. Um, Oakland's really, uh, they would be like the, the top defense to stream against if, you know, their offense kept things close. Uh, easily rank worst in fantasy points allowed per drop back. They rank third worst in opposing passer rating. Uh, so, you know, Chiefs want to win this. Uh, it makes sense if they, you know, first of all, they don't, they don't really ever take their foot off the gas anyway, um, especially not with their, their running back situation. Uh, even when leading by 10 or more points, they're still one of the most pass-heavy teams in the league. Um, so it makes sense to, to pay up for uh, Mahomes this week, although I do also like Ben Roethlisberger. Tyler might like him even more, so uh, you can pivot over to him if you want. Yeah, there's a hundred dollar difference. Mahomes or Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think there's a, a wrong answer here, Tyler. They're both at home. They both need to win. They're both huge favorites. Very tough to figure out which one of these is the correct play this week. I think this could be something a lot of people are going to be struggling with again. I don't know if there's a wrong play, but is there a more correct play? Yeah, it's tough to decide right now at this point. Uh, like you said, both teams need to win. I, I just see the Raiders as a team where uh, the Chiefs could roll on them. And like before halftime, the Chiefs are already starting to pull some of their um, really important players. The Steelers need to get a win in just to get that sixth seed. Um, so they're fighting for the entire game, I think. The Bengals secondary, I'm not worried about that whatsoever with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. According to our points allowed matchup chart, they've been beaten by opposing receivers attacking them from the left, right, and slot. These both Brown and Juju line up all over the formation, should be able to dominate no matter which defender they're lined up against. Bengals, as a unit, they've allowed the fifth most passing yards, second most passing touchdowns on the year. Big Ben should just go absolutely crazy in this one, I think. Uh, he's coming off the heels of a 33-point fantasy outing against New Orleans on the road. Now he's playing at home uh, in Heinz Field. Really like him here. Uh, quick question. In a dynasty league I was in, I traded it. This was a couple of weeks ago. I needed to get younger, and I just needed more players. I traded Antonio Brown for Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Greg Olson. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Did I do, did I do all right? This is like a 14-team league with like 40 people rosters with some really smart people. I don't know about Craig Olson, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. We'll, we'll save the cheese log stuff. You, for you're, trend, you're trending in the right direction until I went to Greg Olson. Uh, well, I mean, I needed, that was, yeah. I needed a tight end, and I was trying to make a run. Any, all right, we're going to scratch that last minute from the segment here. We're going to pretend that didn't exist here. Um, I, you know, this is Wednesday. I don't have an early lean between Mahomes or Roethlisberger. I think it should be pretty easy to get to one of those on your cash teams and in tournaments should you want to use them. Um, you know, an early week look, 30 to 35% of your opponents will also have them, which means those two offenses will also be extremely heavily owned. So just know that um, when Sunday comes around, if you're using those guys, you're going with a herd, not necessarily a bad thing, but know what you're getting into. Uh, you're not going to get all those points to yourself when that comes around. Um, so Scott, let's say we want to differentiate a little, right? We're looking for a couple other guys that might have some, some you know, you, you've got on the sheet here, you've got a Matt Ryan, an Aaron Rodgers, a Jameis Winston. None of these dudes have anything to play for, right? So that's going to lower their ownership, uh, you know, come Sunday. I haven't heard any rumblings that any of these teams are really, you know, going to send anybody. We saw the Packers last week, Aaron Rodgers, hard to lead from the sideline, goes out, puts a massive game up, um, and really helps you out in fantasy. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's got, you know, we don't know if Matt, Julio Jones is going to suit up. He might sit. Tevin Coleman might sit. Maybe it's a, a couple of like no-name guys out there. Um, so maybe I'm not as interested in Matt Ryan as you, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston sound pretty good as long as we don't hear rumblings about uh, limited workload. For them. Yeah, I, I'd kind of preferred if uh, this game was in Atlanta, mm -hmm. uh, but I do think there is a, the opportunity for a lot of fantasy goodness. I think Winston's my favorite of the three you mentioned. Um, just Tampa Bay's quarterback one ranks – behind only Patrick Mahomes and fantasy points per game. Winston's coming off of two tough matchups to get a top three matchup this week. Um, are you concerned? All right, this is Wednesday. I forgot who they benched. 
or they healthy scratched uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick last week for uh, who's who's the third? It was like Ryan Griffin or something, not the tight end, but like Ryan. a different quarterback. Are you concerned at all? I think that was a, a deliberate move, right? They know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Are you concerned? Maybe they get him a couple of reps just to kind of see what it is. Uh, this is going to be like a Saturday Sunday call, and we have a lot more uh, news, I believe. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, not not too worried about it at the moment. Yeah. Um, Scott, or not Scott, uh, Tyler, what else you got for me at quarterback if we're not playing some of those guys? It looks like you like, uh, you know, uh, Nick Foles. Uh, cash led me to all the glory last week. Cash games absolutely crushed for me on DraftKings last week. Led by Nick Foles. Uh, they hiked him up. It's not a free play anymore. He's 5,900. But the Eagles are another team. They're playing to win. Uh, it's a gimme matchup here against Washington. I know Washington would like to foil them, so uh, I don't expect Washington to roll over here. But uh, let's be honest, I think Washington rolled over uh, a long time ago here. What's uh, what's the like with Nick Foles? Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's much analysis to be had here. It's Nick Foles. Uh, the Eagles need him in playoff form. He's been doing that ever mm-hmm. since uh, he's been suited up. I think he will again this week, and he'll dominate. Uh, I love stacking him and Ertz again this week. Uh, a couple other, you got Josh Allen, uh, would, would you, just to get more reps for him. You don't think there's any any possibility the Bills do anything to his workload this week, correct? Right. I think they continue to try to evaluate what they have in Allen, trying to throw different plays at him and see what mm-hmm. they have, get as much film as they can heading into the offseason. Uh, the Dolphins have been pretty bad against running QBs as well. They allowed Allen to run for 135 yards when they last played each other, 231 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. The Dolphins' pass rush has converted a league low 10% of pressures into sacks. So they're getting there, but they're not converting those into sacks, which is allowing a guy like Allen to run out and pick up additional yards on the ground. That's why I really like him this week. Yes. Uh, Scott, you got a couple other guys here noted. Uh, one has to win, Tom. Well, they don't have to win, but the Patriots probably want to win. Then they would get the uh, the first round by. Uh, they're at home against the Jets. Pretty easy matchup for, for Tom. The only problem is... Dude just hasn't really been playing too well this year, Scott. So is, I don't think Tom Brady's worth $6,000 on DraftKings. Uh, what, what's your, you know, try to sell me on Tom Brady if you have a strong take on him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a much, uh, must win situation. New York Jets are a, a, a top quarterback matchup, although that, of course, is heavily skewed by last week's game. Um, he's just cheap. Um, and in play, Sam Darnold, a guy who, you know, I've, I've, you know, trashed for most of the year, but, but he does look a lot better in recent weeks. Mm -hmm. Although my favorite cheap option quarterback is, is Teddy Bridgewater, uh, who's a player I've liked for a long time. You know, I, I I think he got dealt a raw deal. Uh, you know, if he never got hurt, he'd probably still be a starter in this league. If you look at his metrics and especially if you adjust for uh, the receiver talent he had, and even more so the offensive line play he was saddled with, uh, he was well above average and uh you know even without a michael thomas uh you know some of the key starters uh i'm excited for his prospects this week at a low salary um maybe not a a, a top option but uh, or the top option but but he's definitely someone i'm considering at the moment yeah the saints they're definitely going to rest their starters i don't know if the starters will get completely rested how many drives if i give you one drew Brees drive is that enough to play teddy bridgewater Oh, for sure. Yeah. If I give you two Drew Brees drives, is that enough for you to play <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, all I heard so far is that Teddy Bridgewater is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Brees, I, did, I came out, yeah, Brees came out today and said, Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. We just don't know the exact amount of how much he's going to play. That was actually from Drew Brees today. All right. Then, he, then he's a little too risky at the moment, but uh, make sure you keep an eye on news. See if, it, mm-hmm. if it's only a one or two drive thing uh, with uh, the Saints. Yeah, we're a little in the dark. We don't have all the news. We record this on Wednesday, and it's going to be the talk for a lot of the positions out here. Uh, Tyler, you got anybody else you want to talk to about quarterback? Let me throw a couple other names at you and see what sticks here. Can I interest you in um, a Phillip Rivers, right? The Chargers, they, you know, it would help if, if they won. Um, can I interest you in a Sean Watson? Uh, the, the Texans got to win. Uh, dual threat quarterbacks always seem to work pretty well in DFS. Um, Baker Mayfield, I know it's Baltimore. I know defenses matter, but you know he wants to stick it to his uh, new interdivision rivals. He would love to hand Baltimore a loss here in his final game to kind of cap off his season. Uh, on the other side, Lamar Jackson, interesting as well. Hasn't really flashed the upside that we wanted yet, but I still 
you know, it's very clear we haven't seen his ceiling in a game yet. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of pretty viable plays this week. Yeah, we have almost the entire league at our disposal this week, uh, except for the Sunday night game. Um, think there's any way we could go. I like the idea of Deshaun Watson, not afraid at all of this Jaguars defense. And the Texans, they could be playing up for the number two seat, I believe. I think they're up for the three. The three, okay. Let me um, see here. I'll, I'll double check. I got a handy little chart here in front of me. So the, the Texans... Uh, they could get up to two. Yeah, uh, they got to win. The Patriots lose, and I think the most likely situation uh, is they get a win and they'll get the uh, home playoff by in round three. Yeah, and they're, they're one of the rare one o'clock games this week, um, so we don't need to try to wait around to see uh, what the outcome is for the other mm-hmm. games before we make any decisions there. Uh, I love the idea of playing him and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's been um, invincible basically against this Jaguar secondary. He's done a great job every time they played against each other uh, all right that's gonna wrap it up at quarterback uh scott let's wrap up your little segment here uh on your actual opportunity article here uh we've got one more week to really put the regular season stuff to use uh, first are you continuing this into the playoffs i know for dfs we always want to know what's going on in dfs and then if not uh let's try to go out with a bang here uh, and get some uh you know pretty good plays for people uh, I think my content schedule for the postseason is is really just the bulk of my work going into one massive article. It's the article you'll see me put out uh, for Roto Grinders on Saturday. That's going to mm-hmm. be discontinued for the postseason, but also uh, or Friday, and then also put it out on PFF on Saturday. Uh, one of my followers, Neil Raglan, just keeps tweeting me out. Uh, oh, great content this week! I won another hundred thousand dollars. This <laughs> freaking nice. guy is going crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice, uh, so you know the winning answers are all in, in this article. You just got to be good with uh, the combination. Uh, yeah, this week's article uh, talk about a lot of guys, a few Seahawks. So the uh, there's some concerns with uh, how much motivation they might have. Uh, talk about uh, Jamal Williams, who's seeing ridiculous volume with without Aaron Jones and that was the case last year as well well Jeff Wilson Jr. is back in play Elijah McGuire's crushing I'm a little nervous about Derrick Henry mm-hmm. more so than I think most people Kenny Galladay is a guy I'm into Deshaun Hamilton um CJ Anderson Gerald Everett uh yeah that's that's a that's about it for right now uh we can we can talk about uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna inject this stat into some of the analysis that's that's gonna be coming a little bit. All right, so let's go to running back. Scott, I'll stay with you. If we're spending up, I'm looking at uh, a couple of players. First, let's talk about guys I think are in question this week. So I look at Christian McCaffrey. Really, no need for Carolina to stretch uh, Derry Sanders at all here. They've got like their 18th string running back. Seems like they're gonna be mailing it in, as well as New Orleans in this game. It's gonna be a battle of the backups. There might be some value on this as we get later in the week and we get a, a grip on who's actually going to be playing. But for now, uh, no Christian McCaffrey for me. Same with kind of Ezekiel Elliott right now. I know Jerry Jones, right? He's out there. They're going to play. They're going to play. They have nothing to play for. This is scary to me. What's your What's your take on Ezekiel Elliott? I don't know. It's just, yeah. you know. We don't, we don't know yet for sure. I think Jerry Jones is full of it. Uh, <laughs> no, no known, way. <laughs> known, known liar, but uh, – um, uh, you know, they're also crazy and, and the illogical. So, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's in play. Maybe he's just a super contrarian tournament option, but, uh, uh I could easily see the starters for Dallas playing a quarter and then they come in with, or the backup. So they just sit the whole team. There's literally no reason for Dallas to play. Yeah. That's what he did last year, two years ago, whatever it was, but, um, I don't know. It's also the giants. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard to try and put logic into, an illogical uh all right so you mentioned the giants let's talk saquon barkley here too scott right because we got saquon you know he's going for his offensive mvp the giants don't want to be rookie of the year yeah they don't want to be proved wrong that it was the wrong draft pick right it's very clear i don't know if he was the wrong draft pick but he wasn't the wrong draft pick is kind of what i'm getting at like he's he's going to be a very good nfl player barring injury for what seems like a very long time they're going up against the cowboys they're at home to close out the season. Uh, can we trust Saquon? Uh, as far as I can tell right now, uh, no restrictions on him as of Wednesday night. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that full narrative, and I think the matchup is kind of tough. But, uh, you know, it's Saquon Barkley. He's just crushed all year. Um, 
Giants, especially if, if Dallas isn't taking their foot off their gas, it should be plenty of negative game script. And that's where Saquon's really thrived. Um, although I guess on, on DraftKings, I think the best bell cow value right now is uh, James Conner, who I prefer over Barkley if he plays, mm-hmm. um, so long as he's not seriously dinged up. Um, yeah, it looks like he, I didn't see this till just now, but the thing on DraftKings, uh, James Conner practiced fully today. Um, awesome. Seems like he's going to be back this week. Yeah, it's just a dream matchup. Um, Cincinnati is giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Uh, Steelers going to do everything they can to win. Uh, and, uh, you know, Connor's just a beast when he's on the field with a, a massive snap share. Do you see them doing it? They've always kind of just gone to one backup. It's not like Jalen Samuels was horrible. Do you see a timeshare, or is this strictly James Connor's backfield? No, it's it's been like what five years. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tomlin prefers a, a bell cow approach, so that's uh, that's kind of what I would expect as well. Uh, Tyler, what are you doing up here uh, towards the top at running backs? Do you share the same concerns me and Scott do on some of the high priced guys? And uh, what else are you doing? Uh, we've got Connor, we've got Barkley. Uh, those are basically all the high priced guys. There's Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley's in there too, but. Um, I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a stretch to expect Gurley to have a huge game here uh, coming off injury. They'd be smart to rest them. Uh, what's your thoughts going on? Yeah, I'm on the same page as you guys. Uh, it's, it's Wednesday when we're doing this analysis, so it could change by the time Sunday rolls around. But at this point, Saquon Barkley looks like the guy that you want to pay up for. He needs one more 100-yard rushing game to equal Eric Dickerson's 13-game mark. He needs 114 yards to surpass 2,000 yards from scrimmage and become just the third rookie to do that. I think they're definitely going to try to get him both those records this week. Um, he's the guy I want to pay up for. And then there's a ton of like mid-range value if we go down mm-hmm. a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, Damian, let's start let's, talking about it. Okay, Damian Williams, Jamal Williams. Uh, I like both these Williams brothers this week. Um, we'll start with the Chiefs. What about, yeah, what about Damian? Because Kareem Hunt looks like he's going to be back this week. Kareem Hunt. Or not Kareem Hunt. Um, <laughs> Spencer Ware. <laughs> no, Spencer Ware, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Kareem Hunt is not going to be back this week, guys. Uh, I did not see Spencer Ware. News. He practiced fully today. Okay, that is a huge ding to Damian Williams because Damian was seeing a ton of work rushing and mm-hmm. receiving. Um, Do you think – I don't know if they cheat. I think this. I, I think Spencer Ware might be left in the dust here. He could be. Um, I've always been a big fan of Spencer Ware, so I'm kind of a little biased here. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Damian Williams has done a fantastic job filling in. And the thing is, this is a great matchup here against Oakland. We could easily see them get out to an early lead and then just hammer away with the running back in the whole second half. Yeah. Um, I'm, if if <clears throat> tough. Damian Williams plays, what about the law firm of Williams and Williams? Does that sound good to you, Tyler? Yeah. I mean, Jamal Williams just balled out last week, played on 85 of 90 snaps. That's crazy. A snap-heavy overtime game. But he touched the ball 21 times, including nine targets, which is huge. The Packers are going to focus on chasing that record for Devontae Adams. But if Snacks Harrison misses again this week, he was a DNP on practice Wednesday. Uh, I think it sets up for another good week here for Jamal Williams. Yeah, uh, I definitely like both of those guys. Uh, Scott, do you agree with the two Williams? Um, We we will have to wait on some Spencer Ware news. Uh, And if you do like them, let me know. If not, um, I don't know. I think there are some pretty viable names. You got Elijah McGuire in here. Um, you could see probably not on Nick Chubb, uh, Joe Mixon too much. I know you you talked a little bit about Chris Carson. This comes down to probably a little bit later in the week. This is against Seattle. If we get word that Seattle's going all out to win, I think if they win, they get the five seed. If they lose, uh, I think they drop to the six seed. So if you drop to the six seed, um, I think you're going to be going to Chicago. And if you're the fifth seed, you're going to be playing Dallas. Uh, I think I'd much rather play Dallas in this situation. So maybe Seattle does um, kind of give it a go for their stars in this game. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think, you know, Dallas and, and New Orleans, you know, definitely don't play your starters. But otherwise, for most teams, you know, these coaches don't like to sit their guys at all, you know, rust or, or whatever the reason is. Uh, and I, I do think Seattle's going to, you know, play their hardest to not bench anyone. Uh, and especially if that's the case, Carson, it's like a smash value. Uh, over the last three weeks, he ranked sixth in both expected and actual fantasy points per game. Um, you know, 86% of that is coming on the ground. 
Um, Cardinals are the most exploitable defense on the ground. They're giving up the most rushing fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Um, and then the other sort of mid-tier values, uh, love Jamal Williams. Yep. You read the actual opportunity article, Elijah McGuire, too, he's, who's seeing low-end RB1 volume and production, has a great matchup this week. Um, Damian Williams, too. I mean, even last time uh, Spencer Ware played, he finished as an RB1. Uh, and then, and then after that, I, I really didn't, uh, spend too much time. It's just like a, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to go deep here with Tyler. You ready, Tyler? All right, let's do it. All right. Let's have some fun here at running back. All right. So Jeff Wilson has entered our lives. Matt Breda oh, yeah. gets into the game. No surprise. Matt Breda leaves the game. Jeff Wilson's going to be in for this whole game. Now the Rams going to be playing their hearts out to win this game. So it's a little bit of a tough game, but he's going to get the full workload. He's 4,400. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, Niners are 10-point dogs. We've already seen Wilson excel in a game where they trailed heavily. He caught eight of nine targets for 73 yards against the game against Seattle several weeks back. Guy can do it all. Uh, I think he's going to be a great fill-in for Breda. All right. Um, what? Okay. Are, are you sitting down, Tyler? I am. Let's all go. Right. <laughs> Ryan Hill. Aye, yikes. Uh, all right. Tevin Coleman, I don't think the dude's going to play this week. Ryan Hill. 115 yards last week. Uh, now it was on eight rushes. He busted one pretty long play. It's it's, it's against Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah. Anyone want to get on Brian Hill? No, I mean, this is a guy I've faded for a very long time. I know he came out of Wyoming as a big, like, bruising back. Um, the only way he hits 100 yards is if he gets a broken play like he did last week. Um, Scott, you have any interest there? Yeah. Yeah, he's in play. I like Jeff Wilson a lot. Um, and, and we see this time and time again uh, in week 17, backups stepping up, getting a bell cow workload, finishing as high-end running backs. I think uh, two years ago, uh, three backups who had under like 60 carries for the whole season finished as top five running backs. Talk about that in the actual opportunity article. But, yeah, this is a week where there's going to be a lot of value, and, and typically that value is at the running back position. All right, I got an, I got one more. If you're ready to hold you're, your nose, you are crazy, Scott. If you want to play Brian Hill, <laughs> I don't. He's, I, in play. I, He's in play. Yeah, I, I think Brian Hill's in play. And uh, hold your nose for this one. Are you ready? Uh, I just want to get my snap counts correct. He played 85 percent of the off. Yeah, Mr. Kenyon Drake here. What, what do you think about this? Um, that was definitely a game script thing, and I think he only had like eight carries and four targets anyway, or something super low like that. 3,700 uh, on DK. Uh, yeah, it's against Buffalo. I, I'm, I, I'm not trusting it. Um, Royce Freeman as well is going to be the right. chalk of the is going to be the chalk of the week. Um, Tyler, what, what's uh, not Devontae Booker though? Yeah, so like Freeman, I think it was something. He has one, two, three. Let's see here, four, eight, ten targets all season. You need targets on DraftKings, but he's thirty five hundred. Um, going to be pretty popular, Tyler. You got to take on that. No, what's the scoop with Philip Lindsay? Is he there? Oh, yeah, he, he's done for like five months. Oh, I'm, okay. I missed that Rangers <laughs> game. <laughs> um, okay, then, yeah, I guess Royce is definitely in play. I mean, he was a, a highly drafted uh, pick. Why Scott, not evaluate what, what they got out of him? Scott, what do you got on Royce this week? He's clear, like, I think the clear build's going to be something like Connor one of the Williamses and let's say Spencer Ware comes back, it's going to be Jamal Williams. And then everybody's going to use Royce Freeman. This is, this is the clear three backs. Everybody's going to get this week. Um, yeah, he, he was, you know, very in play for me, but then, you know, he became chalk. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about that. You beat the chargers or the chargers running back matchup is much better for receiving running backs they're giving up the seventh most receiving fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, but rank like top 12 uh, on the ground. And like you said, you know, he doesn't see that receiving volume. I think they want to go with a committee again. I think Devonte Booker is going to be getting uh, a lot of that volume. It's going to be a, a negative game script that again, sets up mm -hmm. better for Devonte Booker. Uh, We've got a 30. Like I don't like him as chalk. We've got 35% on Freeman, 5% on Booker. Does Booker have a one in seven chance of outproducing Royce Freeman in fantasy points this week? Yeah, I think. far better than that, yeah. Yes, so this if you're looking... crazy. 35%? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to be playing Royce Freeman. He's 3,700 right. 30, or 3,500, something like that on DraftKings. But yeah, um, if you're looking from it from a... This is what I like to do in DFS when you're comparing guys' ownerships. 
does that guy, this would be a, uh, a seven to one shot, you know, is Freeman going to outproduce Booker seven times, six out of seven times on this slate? And that answer is clearly no. So if you're looking to be a little bit frisky in tournaments this week, uh, I kind of agree with Scott uh, Devonte Booker, much better receiving option. And those PPR points add up pretty quick when you're catching Case Keenum dump offs uh, for sure. Um, anyone else have any hot takes at running back? I'm just blown away by this Royce Freeman. I did not think he would be the chalk. I, well, you're a cheap running back. I don't even know if you need him that much, but it, it just it allows you to get Antonio Brown and Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams on your team to, to kind of do things like that, which as a segue, we're going to go to wide receivers. Uh, Tyler, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, I'm going to list off some prices. Antonio Brown's 8,700. Uh, Julio, he's a little questionable right now, 8,500. Michael Thomas isn't playing. So we got Tyreek Hill, 8,400, a little bit of a boom-bust option. Um, and below that, we've got DeAndre Hopkins against Jacksonville or Devontae Adams against what's left of the Detroit defense at just 8,000. Uh, I think I'd want Antonio Brown. It's very clear he's going to be a focal point of this offense. How long they need him for is questionable, if you ask me. Um, Devontae Adams has a, a lot of different records that I think they're probably going to be shooting for this week. A um, couple narratives as well uh, with DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, what's your preference here at the top? Mine, strictly from a tournament sense, would be Tyreek Hill, just because I think he'd be the lowest own of the bunch. Arguably has the highest ceiling at any given week. Um, anytime we can get him on a very low owned um, percentage, I think it's worth pursuing. Anyone that's like box score scouting saw that a few weeks ago he went for one catch for 13 yards against the Raiders on six targets. Three of his last four weeks for his price have been pretty pretty duds, if you ask me. Yeah, um, so you could argue he's due. Um, that's I don't like to argue that. I think it's a poor argument. But the Raiders have our third lowest coverage grade. Reigns one for us to exploit. Um, the other guys I love are Antonio Brown and Devontae Adams. I think they're both going to draw a lot more ownership and be uh, – Adams could be the chalkiest pay-up wide receiver considering how highly publicized these records are. Yeah, the narrative – so today, as it sits right now, we've got Antonio Brown clearly uh, above all these guys at 22.5%. Again, this revolves around Royce Freeman. Everybody's using him. We have some money at wide receiver. And Devontae Adams is 10%. I'm going to suggest – um, by the time the week comes to an end, Devontae Adams is probably going to be pushing 15 to 20% ownership because these narratives, we're going to, I mean, we don't start them, but we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them on the next show. We're going to talk about them on the next five shows. The other 8,000 football podcasts are going to talk about them, and everybody's going to end up playing Devontae Adams. Yep, I totally agree. It's just going to build steam by the end of the week. He'll, he could, we could see these two flip-flop, to be honest. Uh, Antonio Brown, though, I think he's another great play. Steelers need to win to get in the playoffs. These Bengals corners have been um, really soft for most of the year. I'm personally going to have a lot of Steelers stacks heading into this week. Yeah, Scott, what are you doing up here at the top? Do you have a favorite play? I don't think you can – if you told me you play Antonio Brown, I don't think that's a problem. You tell me you play Juju or Tyree Kill or DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams – I, I really don't have fault with any of them. Do you have a, a favorite? Do you have one of those that you're least likely to play? Um, it's really hard to separate them all. Um, yeah, I do like Adams. Uh, he's going to draw Darius Slay in shadow coverage. Uh, luckily, you know, he's pretty much transcended every yeah. shadow matchup all year. And last year, uh, last week was the dream matchup where Rodgers should have just thrown him the ball 18 times and he didn't until, you know, like the last – overtime uh made very little sense uh but anyway he's he's the wide receiver one in fantasy this year he's priced as the wide receiver seven and of course there's the narrative everyone's going to talk about uh also like keenan allen depending on how healthy he is up against a chris harris list denver broncos defense um and then maybe down i guess a, a, a pricing tier there's three wide receivers i really like or four maybe uh, Julian Edelman in the mm -hmm. ideal matchup, it doesn't get better than uh, slot wide receiver versus the Jets. Uh, he's also been awesome all year. He's uh, 13th in fantasy points per game since returning from suspension. And uh, he's not priced like it. Uh, Robert Woods has been awesome since Cooper yep. Cup uh, went out volume and production. Uh, even though they went two tight end sets quite a bit last week, uh, he still ran out of the slot about 60% of the time. He gets a top four slot matchup. Doug Baldwin, it looks like he's back by PFF grades, by 
my actual opportunity numbers by production. Uh, he also gets a top five slot matchup, Kenny Galladay, another guy I talk about in my actual opportunity article. Um, he's coming off of two really tough matchups, gets a much softer matchup this week. And it's looking like, you know, Matthew Stafford back when uh, Calvin Johnson was in his prime, he just like only looked at him. It didn't matter if he was triple teamed and not There's open. The Lions are just a mess. They, it's like it's clear, Matt Patricia. I don't think, you know, there are a couple articles today on him on, you know, just being late to team meetings. I don't know if he's going to be a great head coach. They're probably going to get a new offensive coordinator. There's just there's nothing going. They're they're still handing the ball off to Legarrette Blunt a bunch every game. He's doing nothing. Um, this offense is dead. But I mean, if Kenny Galladay is going to get 15 targets in this game, that sounds pretty good to me, Scott. Right. Yeah. Um, what are we doing on the cheap end? And I don't know. Do we need a lot of these cheap guys? Elshon Jeffrey's still cheap. Uh, I, I mean, he didn't dud, but he didn't really come through like we wanted last week. Uh, for those of us who were using him, you've got uh, Robert Ariards Foster, um, who's going to have a good matchup with Miami's top corner down, and Josh Allen likely chucking to close out the season here for the Bills to see what they have. Uh, and of course, you know, it's Wednesday right now. By the time Sunday rolls around, there's going to be five wide receivers that we didn't even know were on rosters that are probably going to be viable DFS plays come Sunday. Uh, so, Tyler, what else you got for me on, uh, on the low to cheap end? Yeah, I think those guys are great plays as well. Uh, looking at, like, the mid-region, uh, Robbie Anderson's a guy I want to go back to once again. He's been on fire, seen a ton of targets from Sam Darnold. The two are clicking, and they're going to be thrown against the Patriots. Calvin Ridley could see a lot of run here against Tampa Bay. Um, curious to see how that plays out with Julio and uh, his status throughout the week. Uh, but there's some punts that are very viable this week. Uh, starting down at Kendrick Bourne. The 49ers have already ruled yeah, out nobody. Dante. Yeah, they don't have anybody. They've already ruled out Dante Pettis. Marquise Goodwin is legit questionable at this time. Bourne could see a surplus of snaps and targets. Caught four or five last week for, for 73 yards. Um, the Rams are going to be playing uh, pretty hard this week, and I think we see Shanahan give them a good matchup on the other side. Um Another cheap play I'm super into is Jake Kumaro. Oh, that was the name I was going to toss out here. You stole it from me. Uh, he's a preseason hero. Everyone that yes. plays preseason DFS loved him. Uh, unfortunately, he was put on IR on like week one. But he played last week over 60% of the snaps, caught a touchdown, catching three of three targets. Randall Cobb and ESB are both on the injury report due to concussions. You could do far worse at a 3K punt. Um, we've got... Traquan Smith projected at reasonable ownership right now, Scott. Um, you know, they're not going to play Ted Ginn. They're not going to play Michael Thomas. They still need some wide receivers out there. Uh, if Traquan is all of a sudden the number one option, is this interesting for you? Uh, yeah, it is interesting. I, that's a good call. I didn't really think about it. Uh, I do like, I do think Kumro is interesting as well as uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Deshaun Hamilton's another really strong value this week and there'll be guys that um you know we don't even know are going to get catches this week that probably catch five or six balls we'll know more of those guys later in the week so you know stay tuned to the roto grinders channel read more on pff um but as we get more news this week we'll be able to give you a more accurate uh description of the uh what you know the correct plays it's just we're a little bit in the dark here on teams plans uh come wednesday night uh we done at wide receiver guys Sounds like a yes yeah. to me. Uh, let's go to let's go to tight end. Uh, all right, this is this is pretty easy. We've got Zach Ertz on the main slate. We've got Travis Kelsey on the main slate. We have the ability to use them if we want to in any format because there's just going to be an enormous amount of value. Uh, you got to play one gun to your head, Tyler. I'm going to ask you first: Is it Travis Kelsey or is it Zach Ertz? Ah, uh, man, that's tough. Because um, the one I want to play is Kittle the most. So you put me in a bind here. Wow. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Zach Ertz because I think they could pull the Chiefs early. Uh, the Eagles will need to be playing this full game. And Ertz dominated last week, 12 catches on 16 targets. The matchup with Washington is the one where we didn't really need to worry about it all as far as like a matchup. Ertz caught nine of 10 targets last time he played them. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> Scott, I'm going to ask you that question in a second. I'm going to let Tyler talk about Kittle here first, though, because he's chomping at the bit, so... Yeah, Kittle's a guy I want to play everywhere this week. He needs four receptions to break the 49ers team record of 82 catches in a season. He's 99 yards away from Gronk's record of most receiving yards in a season. 
Um, the 49ers are decimated at wide receiver. I could see them going heavily to Kittle over and over again against the Rams. Yeah, that looks like a, a pretty good play. I don't see how, why would you mess around with, I know Chris Herndon had a good game and I know CJ Uzoma caught a touchdown, but why would you mess around with them this week? Uh, so Scott, what are we doing with that trio uh, at top today? Yeah, I don't, I'm not really too high on, on Kittle this week. Uh, I think it's uh, mostly between Kelsey and Ertz. And I think Kelsey is the right answer. Uh, maybe not right answer, but is the, the one I'm gravitating mm-hmm. towards he's, more. He's 500 bucks more. I haven't, I haven't had time over Christmas. Normally I make like a shell team. I haven't had time to do that yet. So I don't know if I need that 500, but let's say I needed that 500. Is Ertz a good substitute? Yeah, man, they're, they're both great. Uh, Oakland's uh, a top three tight end matchup, which is why I lean Kelsey. Um, he's also been more productive, et cetera. But uh, uh, yeah, Ertz is in a great spot too. Foles loves him uh, in terms of volume. And Alshon Jeffrey's going to draw Josh Norman. And really uh, Nick Foles' targets are, are, have been heavily concentrated between Ertz and Alshon. Uh, I also like Jared Cook. Kansas City's been the top matchup for tight ends, top streaming matchup for tight ends and uh you know he crushed last time he faced them which was just a few weeks ago and i think if you do want to punt i think gerald everett's interesting he's the only other name of those three tight ends kelsey Ertz, kittle this scene at least six targets in each of the last three weeks he played on 75 percent of the snaps the, the teams opted to go with more of a two tight end approach um, I, I do think it's between Kelsey and Ertz and maybe Cook for me, but but he's a name to consider. You know, I need to check on Cook. You should probably do this too. When he got a snaps last week, because the Raiders won last week, which one is rare, and two, he was only on the field uh, for 34 of the 62 snaps. And I know they were doing this in the middle of the season. They were messing with the snap counts because I think they wanted to lose. And I don't know if they took Jared Cook out because they were trying to lose the game. But if, you, if I don't know if you can pull this that's up quick. Yeah. yeah, tell me when he got his snaps or if that's something you can look into because that's going to be – if they're purposefully limiting his snaps early in the game, that's that's like a red flag for me on something mm-hmm. like that. So that's something – or maybe they were just running so much they didn't want him out there blocking. Um, that's also interesting to me. So I just want to see see where those Jared Cook snaps are. I don't have that in front of me. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's a, it's a running thing. I know Doug Martin did have a, a big yep. – flashback uh yeah right but i I will take a look at it thank you um yeah evan ingram i like uh tyler do you know how many targets rob gronkowski got last week don't don't look six six three three oh that's right yeah i had him what is going on with this dude uh he's a i don't know he's a wooden robot out there can't move at all um can you project a kyle rudolph hail mary touchdown this week tyler yeah, to Vance McDonald. All right, yeah, so not to Kyle Rudolph. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of Kyle Rudolph? I mean, he still had he had nine targets, nine receptions, so it's not like he was horrible outside of that uh, Hail Mary touchdown, which accounted for some fantasy points, but certainly not all 36. Um, it is at home against Chicago, um, probably the toughest defense in the NFL. That's a, a pretty easy pass for me this week. Um, if you were going to go cheap, right, I think the – the ownership we have on, on three guys here. We have CJ Uzoma, who caught the touchdown last week. Looks like the only viable target, I think, in Cincinnati left. John Ross gets targeted. He catches one, of course, is the touchdown because that's what John Ross does. He catches touchdowns now, um, but he doesn't catch anything other than touchdowns. Um, Herndon had the big week last week and has had some pretty consistent production. He looks to be part of, you know, an actual part of the passing game moving forward. And then we've got Ian Thomas uh, with like a – fourth or fifth string quarterback throwing him the ball this week so uh, out of all three of those options Tyler can you pick me a winner yeah the winner would be Herndon for me I mean we've seen the chemistry between him and Darnold already Mm -hmm. I think it's something that they're going to build on moving forward he looks like a core piece here to stay for the Jets yeah I I would agree with that Scott do you have any thoughts on kind of the cheap uh, tight end yeah Herndon and Everett that's about it um all right guys I I think uh, anyone else at tight end or are we good are we good for 2018 yeah i'm paying up with all these all this running back value i think you can pay up at tight end this week yeah Yeah, and we don't even we don't even know too like we're gonna get so much other value that it's gonna be pretty easy to kind of fit in um a kelsey or Ertz or a a kittle if you want to 
So, uh, you know, I want to thank all you guys that have watched, downloaded, listened to the Pro Football Focus Show this year. Uh, PFF have some great tools. We've showcased them for you. They're always improving. Next year, you'll fire up Pro Football Focus. One, it, it looks different almost every week, and they'll, they'll add some new tools for you last year. So, Tyler, uh, let's wrap this up here. It's been, a, it's been a fun show. We kept the same crew together for two years. I like that. I hope Hopefully, you guys are back next year. I know Scott will probably – you know, they'll, they'll lock him in a dungeon and they won't even let him on the show for an hour. I'm hoping they let him in here, but it's been fun, Tyler. Uh, what are your thoughts on this year for uh, for the show and football in general? Yeah, it's been a great show. It definitely helps me as far as yes. my personal research. Uh, getting a jump start on it early in the week. Um, it's a lot easier to have a good base base at the beginning of the week and then alter as we get news moving forward. Uh, that's why I think these shows in the beginning of the week are pretty important. Um, this show has been great. It's been fun chatting with you guys, learning your processes as well, seeing what kind of plays you guys are on. Um, always amazed at how much overlap we have. Uh, we have a lot of the same processes, which I think is uh, has led to some profitable weeks for all of us. Yeah, and Scott, Scott, you probably don't want to do the show, right? Because you are you already slaved away, fed through the little keyhole in the door. Um, you know, <laughs> when when you're allowed to. But uh, I know you love doing the show. It it helps you kind of get all your thought processes. Uh, not down on paper, but you actually get to talk through it a little bit here. That's um, been fun doing the show with you two guys this year. Right, right. Gonna miss it. <laughs> oh, wow, Scott. What no are we gonna <laughs> We're gonna end on this one. All right, guys. So uh, it's been a fun 2018. Uh, I'm sure PFF will be back next year, and hopefully Tyler and Scott are, are the ones down here. So uh, enjoy. Uh, hopefully everybody had a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your new year. Don't do anything stupid out there on the roads. Uh, be safe and uh, have a good week 17 of DFS. So for Tyler and Scott, I'm Britt. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we out ya. <laughs>